Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Hey, hey, welcome to Private Club Radio, episode 146. It's almost hard to believe we've done this show now for 146 weeks straight. We've also just crossed over the 50,000 unique listener mark. 50,000 people around the world have tuned in to Private Club Radio. And I'm just so floored, so honored by that. And I just want to thank all of you who have tuned in here weekly. I know we've got a lot of folks that listen every single week. And that number is growing every week. And I appreciate the time that you put in. And it shows that you care about what you do. This industry, you want to move your your career forward. You want to move this industry forward. So I just want to honor you and thank you for being here with me. And hopefully we're going to have a lot of fun for many, many, many weeks, months, and years to come. This week's guest is Mr. Andy Brown of the Toro Company. He's going to be talking about how your club can do more with less, which I think every club out there is looking to do. He's going to talk about some of the innovative technology that is coming out in the world of agronomy. And for someone like me, who knows basically nothing about agronomy, I find it incredibly fascinating. What Toro is doing is saving this planet's resources, and you're going to learn all about that on this episode. So make sure you share this episode with your director of agronomy or your head greenskeeper or heck, even the whole maintenance crew. You're going to get a lot out of this one. Without further ado, here is my chat with Andy Brown. My guest today is Andy Brown, Senior Sales Manager for Europe, the Middle East, and Africa with the Toro Company. I met Andy last year at the European uh, Club Leadership Summit in Belfast, Northern Ireland, and we're going to be doing it again this year. It's happening at Ascot Racecourse. And I'm really, really excited to have Andy back on the show. We had a fascinating discussion last year and want to do it again. So, Andy, how are you, man? Hi, Gabe. I'm really well. Good to hear from you again and uh, looking forward to the summit this year. I think it was a successful one last year. And I think uh, everything looks as though it's going to be another interesting um, group of people coming together to, to have the discussions which on the main theme of sustainability this year. Yes. So that's exactly why I wanted to have you on the show. Um, I know sustainability is a hot topic in terms of clubs, not only in the, the, the U.S., but worldwide. And I wanted to get your perspective on what some clubs are doing in terms of sustainability and how the Toro brand is helping them achieve those goals, Andy. Well, you're right. I mean, sustainability um, in all its forms uh, is is a topic of conversation that we have and are having all the time with our with our customers. Sustainability, of course, means uh, from an environmental perspective, but for many clubs as well, it means economic sustainability um, and the ability to make sure that they are able to provide the quality of the experience that their members and guests expect or would look for um, in combination with um, the environmental responsibilities that they have at the same time. So sustainability comes in in many different ways and the discussion will change depending on which area they are focusing on. 
But in the end, it's a balance. And sustainability is about a balance, a balance of economics, a balance of efficient um, operation, and then with the environmental uh, responsibilities as well. So let's talk about some of the technology that you guys are introducing at the Toro company in, in helping clubs uh, achieve some of these goals. Well, the conversations that we have with our customers drive pretty much all of the innovation that Toro is is well known for in, in this area. Um, we spend years and cont- having continual discussions with um, everybody from uh, the, the operation within a golf course. So the greenkeeper, obviously, um, the superintendent, the club manager, um, the shareholders, the finance directors, we talk to everybody because they all have a slightly different perspective on what they believe is required for the, the success of their, their particular golf course uh, in the location that they're operating. So it's important that we don't um, believe that we have the, all the answers. Um, although we have over 100 years of experience across most markets, that doesn't mean to say that we see everything. So we spend a lot of time talking to our customers to try and understand what are the problems they're facing today um, and how has that changed? What are the challenges that they believe we can help with? And in fact, often we find that we can help them in areas that they had not anticipated. Um, So that is always a very interesting part of my job. I spend a lot of time involved in those conversations and it helps us direct our uh, senior design teams and senior management in looking at where we should be investing. So a good example is um, over recent years, we've, we've brought uh, to fruition a project which I remember starting or seeing start nearly 20 years ago. I'm, I'm just entering my 20th year with Toro now, um, which, by the way, seems to have gone by in a flash. Um, I bet. And, you know, right at the beginning, there was a project that was looking at how we could, um, if you like, redesign that most basic of pieces of equipment, the tractor. Now, it's gone through various iterations over the years, but we have now just launched a product called the Outcross 9060. And and that really is a complete uh, reinvention of, of the tractor. I mean, obviously, the tractor does some very basic things. It, it, it pulls things, it carries things, it lifts things, it pushes things. But that's about it. And it is often used very sparingly on a golf course. They're not built for fine turf environments. So obviously pulling things up and down the, the, the mown uh, playing areas can be a challenge at different times of the year. So we were conscious of needing to produce something that was turf friendly. But at the same time, we wanted to bring out something that would be used far more frequently than the standard tractor. So instead of just doing those basic functions, it would also be able to take a variety of different accessories. Now, of course, tractors can lift things and, and you can you can use them with aerators. But what we thought we would do is actually, if you like, link the intelligence or bring together a, a, a two-way communication between the uh, the outcross vehicle itself and the accessory so that they knew Uh, what was attached, the outcross knew what was attached uh, to it and would therefore control its own uh, transport speed and and other um, parameters so that the accessory would perform correctly. 
So when you what you can do is preset the parameters for a particular accessory. So when it is plugged in and connected, the, the outcross will only operate within those parameters. That means that almost anybody can get on this machine and operate it safely with very little instruction. So now all of a sudden, not only are you do you have a machine that can do a variety of different jobs, you can now use it across a wider part of your workforce, which can also make you more efficient as an operation. So we've just produced this, just launching it this year, and already the 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 the, the feedback from customer um, trips that we do around, we do road shows around the world with this with this machine. The feedback has been incredible, um, and you know we believe this will help many clubs um, take on a product like this, relinquish maybe a couple of their tractors um, and have something that will give them far more productivity. Yeah, that, that's just one example of, of doing more with less and every club around the, the world is trying to do that. What are some of the other products like that um, enable clubs to do more with, with less resources? Well, the interesting thing, you know, I talked about before that, you know, Toro is... Um, you know, renowned for, if you like, innovating and, and pushing technologies forward and using technologies. And that, and that very much is the way in which we, we operate. You know, we are the largest investor or reinvestor of profits into research and development in our sector. Uh, we have very high expectations of the percentage of our sales that are linked to new products. So we push all the time to introduce new technologies. But at the same time, we also recognize that not in all circumstances, are these new technologies appropriate? So we've also been producing and launching in this last couple of years um, products which sit, if you like, at a, a slightly lower level in terms of technology um, for those for those places where you know the highly uh, sophisticated electronics maybe aren't quite so appropriate um, because it you know we are looking to su- to supply products and and problem solving. Um, uh, products for you know everybody and not just for the those that can afford the the highest uh, levels of technology so for instance we're just producing a a tow behind rotary gang mower uh, which can go on the back of a um, of a vehicle and be taken down the fairway which which will still give a very high quality of cut but does not um, you know it is not a standalone machine with its own tractor uh, tractor unit so and that, for instance, is is something that we've also recognised we needed to do. Um, yeah. But in terms of new technologies, um, Toro has always focused very much on its agronomic uh, capabilities. In other words, we are looking to help the superintendent and the greenkeeper produce the highest quality of turf uh, that they possibly can, um, which means that part of our research has gone very heavily into um, agronomy um, and understanding the variability of turf health uh, across you know a golf course or, or any sporting or landscape environment we produced a machine called the precision sense a number of years ago which was basically um, a mobile machine which was t- towed behind one of our utility vehicles and it would take multiple sense data points using five different sensors uh, across, uh, for instance, a fairway. So it would take compaction uh, readings, it would take soil moisture, salinity, temperature, it would do a topographical res- um, uh, survey as well, 
and then at the same time it would take uh, measurements of turf turf health now what you were able to do then is to produce maps of the golf course showing all the different variability uh, within it on those parameters now that's a really good thing when you are building a new golf course or if you're looking at an existing golf course that you're wanting to understand how to manage it differently so for instance if you've got different fairways that have different levels of compaction instead of taking an aerator and, and doing a, um, a blanket aeration program across all parts of the golf course which can take a lot of a long time you can just focus on those areas which you know need the most attention so again that speeds up the Wow. the activity and also reduces cost wow you're actually incorporating some drone technology into this well, that's as well, right. right yes i mean the, the next step then was how once you've done that basic survey um it's a case of well all right how often are you going to redo that survey once you've started to um if you like introduce some of these new management techniques well because it can take a day and a half to do a survey on the ground and do that baseline survey, it's not always appropriate to, to bring that machine back to a golf course and, and do it again. So we've uh, partnered with a, a drone company in the US um, who are also experienced in using sensors um, to, to monitor turf health. And with our joint experience and, and expertise, we will uh, very soon be able to bring a, a drone to your golf course and do a flyby survey which will also take very accurate readings of uh, turf health obviously it won't be taking readings of uh, compaction um, and soil moisture so much but it will be taking um, uh, verifiable um, turf health readings which you can then um, mirror with your um, precision sense survey which would have been done as the baseline if you like and you will be able to see much more quickly and much more efficiently um, the response of the turf to your act to your economic activities. So that's quite an interesting use of, of obviously drone technology, which we're all familiar with. And, you know, the the increasing use of drones um, has is there for everyone to see. And we felt that there was a, a space there that could be very beneficial to our customers. It's fascinating. And so when you, how long does it take to put a reading together like that? Like how quickly can you get those data points and actually figure out what the plan should be? Well, the as I said, the the, the actual precision sense survey can take um, round about a day and a half to do eighteen holes, um, but the the drone survey can be done in in a matter of um, of minutes in the sense of how how quickly it can fly um, across the fairways and. You know get around the golf course so you certainly be able to do it in a matter of hours as opposed to a, a day or more that's incredible it's incredible how technology is is affecting everything in our lives and um why should why should golf course agronomy be any different right <laughs> well no you're absolutely right and you know of course the big thing that's really been hitting the europe this year has been the prolonged um dry spell that the whole of europe experienced um the best part of three months of, of well below average rainfall across northern Europe, right the way down uh, through southern Europe and, and obviously across towards the Middle East. And as a result, you know, irrigation systems were put under significant stress um, to maintain the turf. Um, in some circumstances, water was actually restricted. So irrigation was limited to uh, the greens and the tees only. So fairways were 
uh, were not allowed to be irrigated. And as a result, many golf courses um, effectively lost their fairways this year. Um, so the challenge for those clubs now is what do they do going forward? Of course, grass is one of the great survivors, and, it, and of course, it does come back. And, and you know, you can almost guarantee uh, that it will come back in some form or another. But of course, it won't necessarily come back with the purity that um, that the original uh, fairway uh, had. Right. And so you've got some decisions to make. And so part of our uh, responsibility, if you like, is to work with our customers and help them make some some decisions. I mean, obviously, aging irrigation systems probably do need to be invested in for for introducing new technologies, particularly more efficient um, sprinkler heads, um, better designed systems, and technology, uh, central control technology, which allows you to now control sprinklers down to the second rather than um, 30 seconds or even a minute. Because you can imagine that if a sprinkler needs to stop after three minutes but it physically doesn't stop until three and a half minutes if you multiply that across a whole golf course that's a lot of additional water that's put down unnecessarily right so with our new um, links control system and decoders and satellites you are able to now uh, control those sprinklers down to um, to the second um, and reduce water as a result I mean, a good example wow. of that is at the Golf National, um, which your um, listeners will be familiar with, was the host of the Ryder Cup in Paris this year. Um, we helped them with a, a complete new uh, irrigation system in the run-up as part of their renovation program prior to hosting that event. And with the Lynx software, the Infinity Sprinkler, um, and you know, very uh, modern and uh, accurate design, that system, which was in full use because of this dry spell in the run-up to that event, actually helped them save something in the region of 30-35% of the water use that they had been using with their with their earlier system. Wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. I could use it in my own yard, actually, Andy, because I keep looking at my water bill. It keeps creeping up, and I, I could well, use some yes, technology I mean, like that. Absolutely <laughs> right. I mean, we obviously, we you know we're talking today predominantly about the golf industry and, and obviously other sports as well, where there is the money to invest. But, you know, a large part of our growing business across the world is, is focused on other landscape areas and, and, and in the domestic area as well. So, you know, we are applying these technologies into those um, into those regions. So, you know, you can put your own soil moisture sensors in your lawn at home and have it linked up to the control system that will automatically uh reduce the irrigation that you apply based on the soil moisture in your lawn yeah it's, a, it's fascinating yeah. stuff I, if folks like me who are kind of technology buffs and geeks and you know or people who are hardcore agronomy folks and want to learn more about some of these technologies where's the best place to direct them do you have some videos and some trainings on your on your websites yes absolutely um toro.com is is always a good place to start there are a number of uh, micro websites that can be linked to from there as well which takes you to specific areas of um of interest there's also um a toro uh, youtube uh, channel as well that you can go to where we post a lot of 
interesting um, case studies as well as well from from different um, customers and environments that we're operating in. So there's a lot of information out there. But but as always, if you've you know if you've got a local Toro uh, rep that you are familiar with, he should be he or she should be able to um, direct you and give you some good information about things that 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 you're interested in. That's fantastic, Andy. And if folks want to reach out directly to you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, as with most of my colleagues, um, on the road a lot, but uh, the emails always uh, mount up. So andy.brown at toro.com is, is always a good way to, um, to get hold of me. Um, and I'll certainly be happy to respond to anybody that reaches out and uh, I can put them in touch with people in their local area that can help them on, a, on, the, on the ground. Andy, as always, I really enjoyed our chat today. I'm looking forward to seeing you again at the Club Leadership Summit in Ascot Racecourse just outside of London, November 4th through the 6th. And I hope some of our listeners will join us there. Andy, thanks so much for being on Private Club Radio with me today. That's my pleasure, Gabe. Look forward to seeing you uh, very soon. I told you that was going to be a really good one. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I hope you'll catch us back here next week on another edition of Private Club Radio. Until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners, helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Concert Golf has the capital, expertise and private club hospitality experience to help upscale private clubs achieving long-term success and membership growth. For 25 years, Concert Golf has allowed private club members to focus on simply enjoying their club. Visit concertgolfpartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process 